turned their back upon men. Men with a dream and savage yearning within them. Legions compelled by a passion that knows no boundary. A consuming flame that defies plausible explanation. Battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of the I said this with all due respect. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man. Gonna go to a place like a shot in a beer, steak man, saying we can stop, get pancakes, and then we'll get laid, all right? Why do you drink ice cold beer on a hot day? Mr. Clement, what else are you gonna do with it? To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. all back together what do you mean i gotta wait a minute what are you talking about wait a minute for what it's time broadcasting out of the cave weighing in at an impressive 14 stones he is the reigning defending undisputed podcast champion of the world d Yes, folks, you guessed it. Thanks to the Big D. Good old Daryl from Smoke and Mirrors. I now have my very own entrance music. And, and for those of you that didn't know, I was the only one uh, that didn't have my own my own entrance music. And so, by the way, if the song didn't give it away, ladies and gentlemen, I am DK. I am from parts unknown. I refuse to give my exact coordinates away. And uh, it's great to be here tonight for another edition of Cave Crew Radio. Um, I'm really excited because we also have our, well, he's not our third wheel by any means, but the uh, third member of the crew is back with us this week, and we're going to check in on what his special assignment was. I think I hear Queens, New York. Yes, live from and I am back this week, and I see uh, uh, DK has a, as yet another name. He's the man of man of a hundred names. He is now the Eye of the Tiger. 
the eye of the tiger. Don't forget from parts unknown. From parts unknown, weighing fourteen, an impressive fourteen stone. Yeah. Does anyone have a calculator? Because I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment. <laughs> I don't know, but when you put impressive and a number next to stone. It sounds good. It does, doesn't it? You could say two stone. It doesn't matter. It still sounds good. Yes. An impressive two stone. Okay. Works for me. And, and uh, I, yes, I, I am back. I am here. I am eating buffalo chicken mac, uh, mac and cheese. And I'm just sitting down after a long day. Yes. Tell. My, well, we'll bring in our friend and then you can tell okay. everyone where you were. Okay. So, uh, there is one person that would be able to tell us what uh, the the stone to pound ratio would be, and he would be able to tell us if fourteen stone is is in fact impressive. I do believe I hear London calling. Hello, everyone. This is Choo Choo. You do hear London calling. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, internet land. It's just true, true, true. That's your cue, still. I know, I know, I know, I know. Hello, this is Choo Choo Stu. And uh, first of all, 196 pound is 14 stone. I'm and not I that think heavy. it's 100, 196 pounds soaking wet, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see the chat room was the chat room was already figuring it out. They were way ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, I'm not quite that. Six pounds and soaking wet. Yeah, and uh, I wish I was 196 pounds. I can tell you because I've put on a few pounds over the last uh, well over the last years or a few years or so. And but what, anyway, I am here. I'm back. Choo choo stew. London calling. You, over. You you were here last week as well, Stu. I I think you're getting dementia. But um, uh, what is that you're sporting uh, amongst your lovely decorated studio? What, what what is that that you are wearing tonight? I'm wearing hot off the press. Uh, probably still a little bit damp. It's uh the Cave Crew radio. Oh. There you go. There it is. The three faces. The three amigos. It's, it's the three amigos of the Cave Crew Radio 2018 special edition t-shirt. And and they Very are available. Exclusive shirt. They are available, folks, at uh, at CaveCrewRadio.com. All right. Let's get control of this show because we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. A very big announcement I'm going to make a little later. However, uh, Bigby, you were on some secret assignment, but now that it's done and you've succeeded, uh, I'm very interested to hear about where you were, what you accomplished, and then we're also very curious about where you were tonight. Oh, well, first, uh, last week's uh, special assignment. Uh, I, I, actually, my, my assignment didn't take me anywhere but my couch. Oh, my, okay. My, my special assignment took me. Uh, yes, I was I was studying for my final in Linux, uh, which I got a hundred on. So I got an A in my Linux class that I'm taking. Uh, so 
Yes, that's why I wasn't here. I, I needed to study. Now, what exactly is a Linux? Is that what uh, Kim Jong Un speaks? Yes. No. Okay. Linux is a, Linux is a backend operating system. Uh, so when you go to your office and you have your email set up and all that stuff, all that stuff is is controlled in the backend by a system called Linux or Unix, which is very very similar. So um, tell me, with, operating languages with this Linux. Now that is this how companies monitor what you're doing, where you're emailing, uh, what you're surfing online while you're at work? Is it is it this Linux that is the big, let's say, the wall that Donald wants no, to build? Linux Linux controls uh, Linux. It won't let you view what you're doing, right? It'll it controls uh, permission sets. So, like, if you wanted to block a certain website at your job, you you would set up a command in Linux uh, within the firewall. Um, you set up new users for a company uh, exchange emails, uh, stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of security. You can also program inside of Linux and do do some some scripting. Um, it's it's a it's widely used, um, and uh, yes, I got an A in the class. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you this before we wow. change subjects again. I'm very mm-hmm. proud of you, Stu and I are, by the way. Thank you. Um, but wondering, yeah. did you ever get in a, I mean, because, folks, if you don't know Big B, he was, he was a, uh, a touring musician, a heavy metal guy, if you can't tell by his look. Uh, <laughs> he, he's played with some great bands and on some big stages. Did you ever get an A in high school? Uh, Well, funny thing is when I started going down this path, right? So I I decided uh, for my career, because I never went to college, right? I graduated high school and just started playing music and doing all that. So um, I graduated in 1992, immediately went into playing music and working odd jobs and whatnot. So fast forward to 2017, uh, you do the math, however many fucking years that is. I decided to go back to school. I'm sure someone in chat will tell us very soon. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> so in, in going back to school, I needed to get my high school transcripts. And I don't remember what I did in high school, but I had to contact my old high school. And, you know, they have, they have, they, they, they keep all the history. So they emailed me my transcripts a couple of days later. And boy, did I not do well. I did just enough to graduate, apparently. I, and the reason so I brought no, that I up is... I did the same thing as you, and somehow, I, I wasn't a musician. I, I, I was hoping to play sports, right. but um, I always did enough just to get the damn cra- I knew how many days off I could take. I knew exactly the percentage I needed to get on the exam, which should have told me, you're a fucking genius. If you can figure out how much the exact percentile is you need to pass that course, I could have been a fucking millionaire by now. But anyway. Right. And yeah, I did, I'm did. i looking at my transcripts. I'm like, how did I ever fucking graduate? I'm looking at these grades. I'm like, oh, these grades are fucking terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, now, now that, you know, I'm all these years older and wiser and I have a, a, a focus on what I want to do, uh, yeah, I'm studying and, you know, doing all this and uh, so far uh, i've gotten all a's 
So, uh, and like I said, I'm now, well on my way. Let's go over to Stu. Now, Stu, when you were in high school, because we've heard your stories uh, about how you, uh, oh, see, look, we got an answer. I told you we would get it from the chat. 25 years. 25 years. So I don't so need between, to, I, I don't my... need to, to, to ask, ask uh, you know, whatever that Amazon thing is in the corner. I just wait for our wonderful listeners. Al, the producer, number one fact checker in the business. So, yes, between uh, my high school graduation and me deciding to go back to school to college was a 25-year gap. 25 years, a marriage, probably four bands, and two kids later. Let's go over to Stu. Stu, so, you know, we've heard all your awesome adventures and, and stuff. When you were in school, yeah. What were your marks like? You don't have to say good evening <clears throat> well, to everyone I, again. You already did. Right, I took school with a pinch of salt. Yeah. So my best marks or my best grades were in cookery, uh, probably history or something like that. But I didn't even get enough to scrape by. I must admit, I took the whole lot as a joke. And it wasn't really until years later that when I started going for jobs, I got myself a job as an apprentice chef straight out of school. So I, the grades that I took in, you know, the, in maths and all this, it wasn't really relevant anyway. But each job I went for, where you have to fill in your grades, and I thought to myself, right, what, should, what did I get in maths? So, right, I got a, a B plus in maths. I got a history I've got geography. I And I just made stuff up. I just made it up all the way through my career. Every single job I went for, I made it up because I'm thinking, what the hell does it matter what I've got in technical drawing or in this, that, and the other when I'm, I'm going there to cook. And if I can't cook, then you will sack me. Yeah, yeah? exactly. So it's, every, how the, it's how the every food job, right up until Now, every job, right up, every job interview I ever went for, no one ever asked me for my certificates and well, apart from one job, but I wasn't really that bothered. And I think that job was for, I went for a job actually at the American embassy and I didn't get the job anyway because of, uh, I didn't have enough experience at the time, but I was going for the head chef at the American embassy. They would have loved your, and Stu, by the way, folks is an excellent cook. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I used to be. I'm. I, I don't know if I'm as good anymore. But oh, you're always telling I used me. To be I, I'll, I'll be. I'll be a stew. I'm making uh, breaded pork chops and uh, baked potatoes, and stew will be like, "Yeah, I just uh, uh, stuffed calamari into a roast beef with uh, <laughs> onions and uh, fuck." Anyway, but talking about school. Talking about school, we had the parents' evening last night. Um, and at a different year, groups have a different time. So last night, it was Oscar's group. And uh, we're getting ready to go. And I'd been at the allotment all day doing, you know, doing stuff around there. So we're I was hot, sweaty, and smelling, of, yep. and smelling of horse shit, basically. Yes, like the so black I come stuff. home, had a nice shout. I come home, had a nice shower, shave, and I thought, right, I'm going to put on these nice new shorts that I've brought. 
down to the knee, a nice white shirt. And uh, anyway, I'll, I come downstairs and Oscar's looking at me and he says to me, where are you going? I said, well, it's parents evening. He said to me, you look like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> they do that, eh? No matter how cool we think we are. <laughs> he said to me, you look like a twat. You need to go upstairs and change. <laughs> good for him. And I said, look, it's not offensive. I look quite good. I look quite cool. You know, it's a hot day. I'm wearing a white shirt, some shorts, and I was going to compliment the whole look with some sandals with no socks. No socks. No socks with sandals. No, no socks. You can't have socks. No. No. But the kids wear but, socks uh, with sandals. My kid wears, he went, wanted to go, we were going for passport pictures, and I don't know why my wife was freaking out, because all they do is take a picture of your face. He looked really cool. Like, he matched his shorts and his shirt, and he looked good, and he did his hair. And then he had these socks that went up to his fucking knees with these sandals on. Uh, but what's cool to them, what's cool to them is, is, is definitely not cool to us. Yeah. But I, said, I, said, I tried to explain, I said, your dad is cool. I'm cool. You we're know? cool. The last we're we're, we're freaking talk the last radio internet to, sensations. I was, I was almost arrested. <laughs> the last parents evening I went to, I was almost arrested. I was, I, I was taken into a classroom yes. by the police. <laughs> you, were, you were pulled to the quiet spot. All right, listen, though, and I want to hear about your cop story because I've been waiting all week for this. But before I do that, folks, I'm thinking this might be a new segment. Um, I didn't meet anyone uh, interesting this week, Uh, but um, uh, Choo Choo Stew, while you were at the allotment, uh, tell us about this because I I also have to find the picture of Big B uh, while while you're doing this. But uh, tell us about, uh, about who you met. I'd look at Constable Carson. <laughs> well, I had, to, I had to do a double take. I was there working my land on the allotment plot. I was digging over with my um, petrol rotivating machine. And uh, I just looked up and I saw two policemen. And I thought, no. Like, and then, you know, yeah, you do a double You take. did not call them policemen. What did you call them? So anyway, what coppers, bobbies, bobbies? You call yeah. them bobbies? I love. I want a hat like that, Stu. Send me and Big B one for Christmas. <laughs> we'll wear them on air for our for our Shocktober special. So all I what I done? I turned my uh, I turned the engine off of my rotivating machine, and I just said, "Yeah, it's a fair cop. It was me." Just put my hand it's like looking in the mirror. Yeah, I just said no. Nah, that's fair, cop. Did Did you ask him if but he ever found? Running. Did you ask him if he ever found your underwear? <laughs> <laughs> that's a That's a callback. <laughs> but you've got right. Right, you've got at the, at the moment you've got a, a a state where there's crime everywhere in London. There's there's robberies, there's muggings, there's stabbings, there's shootings, right? So where are the police? 
They're at the allotment. They're guarding the black stuff, the black gold. <laughs> I said to him, "I said to him, how did you how did you get in?" I said, "Did you get in that through the hole in the fence that the gypsies made?" And he said, "No, uh, someone gave us a key a couple of years ago to the you know to the padlocks and stuff." But the thing is, I tried to call the police the other night. Yeah. You mustn't call the emergency number if it's not a total emergency. So oh God, no! They give we you get that the, all the time. Yeah, they give you here the one hundred and one number. Yeah. So you dial the one hundred and one number, and then they tell you how busy they are, and you might be better off dropping them an email rather than calling <laughs> the police. I'm getting robbed right now. Can you please send help <laughs> via? The, the, the guy has a gun to my head. Wait, wait. I got to email the cops. Hold on. Hashtag no emergency. At whatever.gov. Hashtag I'm being robbed. <laughs> Hashtag I paid it's my taxes. Like and they're telling you, they're telling you it's a, it's at least 15 minute wait while you're on this line. So I left the I left my mobile phone open on that line, okay, and then I've gone out in the street. Now, sorry, outside my house, I've got people sitting in cars at one o'clock in the morning, and I live in a well, I used to live in a really nice residential area. It's quite sort of middleish class, you know. It's a it's a nice quiet road, and I've got these new block of apartments built and they're all for uh, basically like council tenants and uh, tenants associations or whatever they are. Immigrants. But, uh, lower, yeah. lower yeah. income. So lower I've got income these guys, I've got these guys that live, they live in this block right, and they're sitting in their cars outside my house, which is just up the road from where they live. And I can hear, I think I've told you before, I can hear, well, basically what they're doing, they're using laughing gas. They're blowing up balloons. Helium. right? No, it's not helium. They're blowing up balloons with this laughing gas, which is tiny little canisters of gas that's used to uh, whip cream. It's like cream, uh, whatever they're called anyway, but they're used to whip cream. So they inhale this out of the balloon so there's there's five guys in a car one of them who is driving and they're drinking whiskey they're drinking brandy and they're you know they're being noisy it's one o'clock in the morning so i'll phone the police in the end i phone 999 which is the emergency number and the woman starts arguing with me and sort of trying to tell me off that i shouldn't be calling them because it's not an emergency and I said, well, the guy's about to, the guy's driving a car and he's sucking in all this gas. Surely that's like, would raise alarm bells with most people. So she's telling me that I should call this other number. And I'm telling her, well, there's a, there's a 15 minute wait. So anyway, <laughs> I can just, I've just taken a bullet to my sternum. Uh, you're going to have to hold, sir. <laughs> Now, You're going to so have to I take told, the piss so my, for a little bit. I told my, my wife, I, I got my wife to call them on her phone and she's calling them. And then as she's talking to him, I said, yeah, I'm sure I saw a knife. I'm sure I saw one of them with a knife. And then the, 
the speaker on the other end, like she said, oh, don't use that one. You know, are you sure you saw a knife? And I said, well, <laughs> you call I that said, a well, knife? It, it looks like a, it you call like that a knife? <laughs> oh, my God. So you're calling, this is 999 now, right? Yes. So this is the emergency yeah. line. Yeah. This is our 911. Uh, yeah. Right. So we have 911, DKS 911 as well. Uh, and th- th- apparently that's for emergencies only. So if you're not being, you know, anally raped or orbitally <laughs> stabbed, you have to call this other number. Anally uh, probed so, by yeah. aliens. Uh, you, right. well, wait a minute, so, so Big you B. You, you, you know how so, that alien, you know how that alien line is. We're trying to call the guy, tell him we're being abducted, and we and we, we, we get a message saying he's on the toilet and he'll be back in 20 minutes. He's too busy doing radio and TV shows. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, so if you call this other number, you could be in the process of being robbed and assaulted, but there's a 15-minute wait. you got to be on hold. So you got to tell your fucking assailant, uh, can you hang on for a second? I'm, it's, I'm on hold. It's, and you got elevator music playing in the, in the meantime. You Pause button. You're getting punched in the forehead you know, 27 times listening to fucking hold music from this other number because it's a non-emergency. Then you call the emergency number and they don't believe you. Yeah. No, it's a, don't think he has a knife thing. We're not coming. Fuck they, you. They, they take off holding you. They take off holding you say, it's okay. I've taken care of it myself. I just shot the guy. Why don't you come arrest me? I'll bet you'll be here. I bet you now you'll be here in anyway, 10 seconds. <laughs> anyway. Right. So these five guys in a car, right? Two of them that were from another car that parked up behind, right? So they've drove, they ended up driving off. And two minutes after they drive off, the police drive by. So I run outside and then when I turn around and come back, I'll tell them, no, you've just missed them by two minutes. And I t- tell them what the problem is. They're not really that bothered. And all the time they're doing it, every gas bottle they do, they just throw it out the window with the balloon. Yeah. So it's litter. And every time they have a swig of beer and the bottle goes out the window. So they disappear. The police come and go. And then about half an hour later, they're back. Right. And just before I, oh, I called the police again. This time I told my wife and that there's a knife, right? So just before the police come, two of the guys get out of the car and go into their own car behind. And as the police draw up and pull up behind, pull up in between the two cars, the two guys that had left the first car and got into their own car, suddenly they're suddenly reclining their chairs in their their car seats in the front so you could i could see them but it's dark outside but they're suddenly reclining back to the laying down position so no one can see them so so the police have three guys out of the car and they're searching them and that and you know like talking to them and in the meantime you've got the car behind with these two guys laying down and they can't the police don't know they're there you know so in the end i said Let's but I'm bring the, to my wife. Well, let's bring the picture of the Bobby up again, because I did notice something, and I, I asked you about this. Um, so here's a guy uh, not trained to see inside the car if someone's lying down. Um, Gee, why does that car missing front seats? I don't know. Move on to the next car. Yeah, they're 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 gone now, Henry. Let's go get a donut. Um, <laughs> Here we are. 
We've got bulletproof vests and not a weapon to be found. (laughs) So I'm not much of a betting man, but I'm going to say that if the bad guys have a knife, Constable Carson is going to get stabbed in the throat right about now. (laughs) I'm curious about that. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. Isn't all guns banned in, in England? There is no guns yeah, allowed yeah. in England, right? No, no. Unless you're in a shooting club or something like that. But the police right, but... should have fucking guns. <laughs> oh, liberals, you dumb fucks. What the, what the, what the fuck? Do they think this guy's going to be like a rhinoceros and butt some guy with his fucking hat? What are those things is made it, out of? <laughs> is that a, is, is is that is that a ninja star that he pops off his hat and he magically throws it at the guy? <laughs> well, come on now. If you if you talk to a liberal, there's it's a gun-free zone. There's not the bad guys aren't going to use the guns, so he shouldn't have a bulletproof vest. Holy shit. Good of you. You know, that, that that's what, what is that Chinese uh, tai chi or whatever? It's all defensive. <laughs> It's all defensive until the kung fu guy, until the kung fu guy kicks you in the nuts and you go down, motherfucker. Do you know, like in the seven in the seventies or whatever, like these guys was in that car, right? They would the police would have drawn up, they would have dragged them out of the car, put them in the back of a meat wagon, kicked the shit out of them, and said, "If I ever see you here again, right, you're going to get this three times over. So fuck off and get out of this town." And, and, yeah? and now they now they go, oh, they knock on a door on the window. Oh, I'm excuse, excuse me. I'm really sorry to disturb you, but um, is everything okay in there? Because we see all these gas bottles. Are you making like um, whipped cream in there? Yeah. Yes, we are, officer. Yeah. Some, somebody called. Is it true? Is, is it true what yeah, they said yeah. about you? Anyway, listen, we got to go to break, but before we do that, Big B also had some adventures this week. I'd like an explanation of this. I think he met the Comic-Con version of Choo Choo Stew. (laughs) So here is our big, tough, heavy metal rock and roll star. Notice, no knee-high socks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, He met. What I'm assuming is the conductor of all conductors. That's right. What, what That's what's right. going on here? Or is this like a, a choo choo stew convention? So so uh, this past weekend, uh, the up in Essex, Connecticut, Essex uh, is has uh, is famous for uh, having a, a an old time type railroad, right? So you can go up there and they they make it a tourist thing. You can ride the trains and whatever. Uh, once a year, they have a day. It's called a day out with Thomas. It's Thomas the Tank Engine. Stu should be well versed in this because it came from England. That kind of um, looks like Stu. If we were to make like a Broadway or 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 a, you know choo choo Stu on ice right. or something, it would. But you know who the voice of uh, Thomas the Tank Engine is? I have no idea. On on the cartoons, it's Ringo Starr. <laughs> is it really? Wow! How do you like that? Fact checkers, Stu just burned you. So, so, so. Anyway, it was up in Connecticut, and uh, my little, my my son James in the picture uh, loves Thomas. He, he loves whenever the show's on. He wants to watch it on the phone on YouTube. He loves Thomas. He loves playing with the trains and everything. So we went up there, and what they do, and it's called a day out with Thomas. 
they they have an actual real train. They paint it up to look like Thomas. They put the the face on it, and they make it animatronic so it does talk. Um, so they had Thomas. They had uh, another green train that's called Percy, uh, which is oh, his I know favorite. Percy. Uh, I know. I remember Percy. Right. I have so, a, so, I have a son as well. You know, he's older now, but well, I'm I'm explaining to everybody, not just you. That's true. Uh, so, I, I apologize. So. So, um, so you get tickets and you go, Thomas, the, 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 the train that they painted for Thomas, you get on the train and it actually takes you like, you know, it's like a 45 minute train ride, you know, back and forth. Right. You go, you go, you go like, you know, 20 minutes out and then 20 minutes back. That's all it is. It's just go faster. <laughs> Our kids, right? So the kids don't know. They're just excited that Thomas the train is taking them for a ride. Uh, so we got on, and my son was nothing but smiles throughout this whole this whole day, as you can see in that picture. Uh, we took pictures in front of Thomas the train. We took pictures in front of Percy. And this was in the, the, the gift shop, on the back end of the gift shop. This is Sir Topham Hat. This is the guy, Sir the, the owner of the railway. Uh, my son was very excited. To, he gave him a high five. and He was actually touching his face, which was weird. <laughs> and, uh, he was, as you can see, he was he was very excited to take a picture with Thomas. As it's you can really see, you, I was not. Up on that. Yeah, he was excited. I was not. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's not for us. It was for kids. Uh, so we spent the day up in Connecticut this past weekend uh, with Thomas the Train and Sir Topham Hat. Exactly how Big B wanted to spend his weekend. Uh, yeah, of course. All right, folks. When we when we come back. We're going to go back to the allotment again because we have something to report on. Uh, Stu has had a few days off, and, and he has some really exciting news. Uh, then we have a big announcement that uh, I promised we would make tonight. And um, and we also have some pretty, I think, funny stories. And now over to Stu with the weather. Oh, he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, <laughs> if you didn't know so already, you're listening to uh, Cave Crew Radio right here on CaveCrewRadio.com, broadcasting live on Facebook, and um, we'll be back in, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. Are you a fan of the Cave Crew Radio Network? Do you enjoy a good beer? What a coincidence. So do we. We here at the CCR Network are a group of independent shows. And although we enjoy every minute of the work we do, there are endless hours of hard work, not to mention the expenses in producing and delivering these shows to you. We've set up a beer fund on the homepage. Would you like to be a partner, a supporter, a member of the cave? Well, how about going over to CaveCrewRadio.com and clicking on the Beer Fund link? Any amount helps. We will love you. Well, we love you already, but we'll love you more. Cheers. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This just in. Uh, I'm not sure who sent it to us, but uh, Big B, we have something for you here. Um, This week... Uh, from the AC Network. Oh, Jesus. I'm eating! Love you, too. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, boy, joking. 
but I'm going to give you some information on the discus cichlid as well. So, first and foremost, the discus cichlid is found in the Amazon and more specifically, South America. Discus cichlids are seen swimming with Methanota festivums, Hero Severums, Petrophilum angelfish. Start off my answer for your question kind of sad. I'm allergic to shellfish. Yes, I can't eat shellfish because they have allergies, but I do love to eat fish. Not freshwater fish, but saltwater fish, of course. Now, I love the classic New England fish and chips. Man, I make the best fish and chips in town, I think. I love it. I make fish and chips with attic, cod, and sometimes even flounder I can make fish and chips with. I love a good classic fish and chips. Now... <laughs> Ladies hey, and gentlemen, do me a favor, please. Everybody out there that just listened to that segment, uh, please send him shrimp, lobster, crab, anything <laughs> with shellfish, so the motherfucker eats it and suffocates to death. <laughs> this name, what, 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 <laughs> pretending that a fucking tracheotomy. No, got. I thought <laughs> Alex has got throat cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Babe Ruth at the end. And then I went down. Fucking hole in his throat with his fucking, the, the, the fucking vibrating thing. I went and, and, and this is what a fish does. What the fuck are you doing? Holy Jesus Christ. God, I hope you eat a fucking plate full of lobster accidentally and suffocate it. I hope your fucking throat fucking swells up to the size of a fucking tire and chokes you to death. As you know, saltwater fish are the only real fish. When was your tracheotomy, you fucking douchebag? You, you know what the worst part is, Stu, is that you and I, you and I still listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are they saying in the chat? You should promote the guy who made DK's intro. He's a, I already did. Oh, <laughs> what's his name, Stu? Big Dick? I, I only know him as Big D. <laughs> well, next week we will we will have a poster for you, uh, Daryl. I don't know your stage name for Fiverr. <laughs> Next week, we're going to promote you with fucking discus fish, and I'm going to eat a plate of fucking shrimp and die. I I die if I eat fish, but I do make the best fish and chips. That's why I swell. I'll, I'll put Lay's potato chips and make fish and chips. I'll go buy fish-flavored tacos and you fucker. Listen, folks, I don't know if any of you have ever watched any episodes of Cheers, but there's there's this one episode where where where, where they constantly buzz Cliff with a taser. And and our taser uh for Big B is is the AC network. <laughs> I Fucking! I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna eat meatballs in, uh, at a restaurant here, and I make the best meatballs and fish and chips. And there, 
<laughs> you know what? If we ever have a convention for the show, I, 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 the first Hall of Fame nominee that I'm going to bring on stage to have like a, a, a candid conversation with Big B is going to be Alex. <laughs> I'll and I want to see, show. it'll be like Jerry Springer. Um, <laughs> He'll dive Jerry across the freaking stage. Sucks my dick while I make fish and chips. <laughs> we'll be pulling people off of fucking Big B. The Bobbies will be there. We'll be there in 10 minutes, Alex. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I fucking hate him. A little bit of news before the big announcement. We go into our stories. Um, Stu has been out uh, at the allotment. And um, for those of you watching on video, those of you on audio, we'll explain it to you. There was a brand new dropping uh, of the black stuff. And um, let well, me. Well, actually, what? Let me I bring you a close up here. The black stuff and the straw manure. Yeah. This was actually straw manure. I don't see any. Sh- that, that's a lot of straw. They're like diluting the manure. Yeah, it's straw manure. I mean, that that looks like a lot. But if you dig deep, there's actually a lot of shit behind that straw. Now, last week, uh, Big D and I were requesting that you actually stick a potato inside and 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 see if it would cook. Did you do that or? I didn't. I I must have. I didn't. But if I, what I actually done was I set a fire. Uh, do you know when they were talking about the corn, the sweet corn that you had to put it on the burning heap? Yes. <laughs> because well, <laughs> we had a. We had all our like dead corn saved up from last year, and I said to my wife, "I'll burn it myself," and, and which I did. I put like a big quantity of corn, and I doused it with petrol, which was my first mistake. So wait a minute, <laughs> I, I wait. I, I Big B hasn't been here for a while, so I, I've been the guy having the question. You save your old corn. Well, you, I, I you, saved you, all the you old get, like, you the get, stems, the stalks of the corn. Oh, okay. So you, the rubbish of the, the, the unedible portions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, they go, like, you know, up to sort of six foot tall. So we saved all that, put that on the side. And I was I decided that I would burn it. Uh, it was quite late. It was, like, eight o'clock at night. There was no one on the allotment, just me and my wife. So... I doused it with petrol, right? And I'm not one to start fires with petrol normally. I'm more of a traditional person, you know, a bit of kindling and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, rub sticks together or something, chop <clears> some <throat> fucking stones. Yeah. So, for, so I got the box of matches out of the shed. So I doused it with petrol, ran the sort of like 20 foot to the shed and back. Well, I've struck, struck this match and threw it on, and it's gone whoosh. <laughs> I said to my, I said to my missus, I think my eyebrows have gone. <laughs> he it's just like, sits himself on the fucking court. <laughs> I could feel it burning my face, right? So anyway, I'd lit this fire in the wheelbarrow, all right? So 
she said, we can't go until the fire's out. So I said, okay, right. We'll let it burn. And then in the end, what I've been doing with it, with that straw manure that you've seen, there's six wheelbarrows full is the maximum one plot can take. Right. Well, I've taken, a pro- I've probably taken about 20 wheelbarrows full. Well, no wonder the bobbies yeah. were at the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken 20 and I, I've put it in a line and it can rot down. And in the autumn, I'll dig it into the ground. So what I've done with this fire, I made a hole in the in the manure, tipped it in and covered it up. And I said to my wife, yep, yeah, it's all gone. The fire's gone out. We'll come back the next day. The fire is still burning. The manure is still burning. It's, it's fucking alive. The, the black stuff is alive. <laughs> it, it's like that, anyway, what, the blob. <laughs> anyway, where I started saying the, the black stuff is, is the compost and the, the other stuff is the horse manure. It's the horse manure with straw. Just to fill you in. All right. So anyway, um, enough talk about the fucking horse manure. Next picture. Let me pull it up here. As you all know, well, let's bring this picture up first. Uh, we are in the process. We are in the process of um, of tr- trying to promote a marketing campaign campaign we have the beer fund we have the t-shirts we also have uh big bees beans and um just so everyone knows that this is real uh give us an update because the cucumbers are about as limp as i am apparently right it's too early for the cucumbers to go in but big bees beans are in the ground they're probably about three or four inches high at the moment, the plants. And uh, I, and this is just the first batch because Big B sent me 50 plants for 50 seeds. <laughs> Big oh, B really? wants to, he to, wants to, he wants to infest England with Big B's beans. <laughs> wait, so all, all sent me t- was, I, I went to Home Depot and, and there were two 50 cent little packages of beans, you know, the bean mm. seeds. And they just said, yeah, there's 20, beans. Yeah. yeah, there's 25 in each. There's 25 in each. I didn't which is know a lot. that. Yeah, I did. I had no yes. idea. I just saw them. I was like, oh, they're 50 cents each. I'll get two for a buck. You know, and I'll send it off to Stu. Yeah. I didn't know they were you're gonna get 50 fucking plants out of it. So so we've yeah. we've got so can... we we've got infomercials telling us, you know, people are starving around the world and we could feed Uganda with big bees beans. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now, now yes. still, let me let me ask you a question, Lee. Since you are the leading expert in gardening and allotment things, how many beans do you expect one plant to sprout? Oh, I would imagine. Like let's go to our let's go to our fact checker in the chat room. <laughs> so, on one plant, you're saying? 50- I'm guessing. Yeah, 15 pounds. So on one plant, I sent you 50. So 50 yeah. times 15. Yeah. I'll let the, I'll let the, the, the fucking people. Fact checkers. Chat, yeah. <laughs> but that's how many pounds of beans we're going to get. 50 
about seven hundred pounds or something. So two fifty. Wait a minute, and I'm I'm doing my math here too because, excuse me, two fifty cent bags are going to produce upwards of around two thousand pounds of beans. And we apparently still have people starving on this planet. And you're growing this on what? A five-foot plot? Yeah. I, To be honest, not all, I don't think all the beans have been planted. My wife has been in charge of that. I gave her the packets. And I said, start them off in the green. We've got a little greenhouse in the garden here. So she's starting them off. She's gave me this one pot with 10 plants in. And she said, "Oh, there's loads more coming." So I've just started. I've just kick-started with that. But I have got a set of garden scales or uh, kitchen scales in my, in the allotment. So I will be weighing uh, big beans, big bees, beans produce. We're we're estimating from the the, 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 the fact checkers. The fact checkers are estimating seven hundred and fifty pounds of beans. <laughs> Yeah, for for a dollar. Now wait a minute, a dollar plus shipping, but that's okay. A stew and his wife volunteering their time. Fact checkers, how much? How? What size of village would seven hundred and fifty pounds of beans feed? Because these are are specifically garden beans. Yeah, we're we're about to register ourselves as a charitable organization. <laughs> but I think we need to start a little book going, a little little gambling den of how many beans actually Big B's beans are going to produce. Or well, yes, well, how many beans are in the giant jar? We'll send you a t-shirt. And, uh, exactly. Yes, I love the, it in the offering. See, when you no, guys no. put your heads together, you come up with great marketing ideas. Now, now I have a, I have a question for it. Stu. I, I have a I have a question for Stu. Once these all sprout to to you know full adulthood and you get the beans, what are you going to do with the beans? If you have seven hundred and fifty pounds of beans, what are you going to do with them? Well, we're going to well, package them hey. and we're going to sell them, and, and then okay. worldwide we're going to solve hunger with two fucking packages of beans. We're going to feed the world. Big bees, beans. Stop worldwide. Hunger. Yes. With 50 fucking seeds, we're going to feed everybody in that fucking desolate country. For $1, I'm feeding the world. Yes. <laughs> and well, we still can't them. figure out how to cure I, fucking cancer. Give me a break. This is exciting. This, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait until they're fully closed. We're not going to be planting 50 plants, all right? Some of them won't won't actually grow into anything at all. So Just go grab a handful know. on your next day off how and many, throw... How many, pa- how many pounds are we going to produce out but of that lot? You could, you could take the rest uh, of the seeds and, and you could scatter them across Buckingham Palace. You you could you could throw some dirt down your stench alley and toss some seeds. We'll feed the fucking world. Now, now here's here's where I need to, I need Stu's help to contact the royal family since I am knighted. 
I am Sir Big B. The royal family did knight me, but I don't have their contact information. <laughs> so I need Stu to contact Buckingham Palace yes. and get behind Sir Big B's beans yes. to feed the world. Yes. We have a suggestion in the chat. We are the world. We are Big B's beans. Now, yes. you and Stu, I, I perhaps can help with the lyrics, but you and Stu are established musicians we need to come up with a, a, a musical version of We Are the World, uh, We Are Big B's Beans. We are the world. Hang on, I need sunglasses. What are you, are you going to do to Stevie Wonder? There we go. He's got to run his head back and forth. We the are world. the world. We are, we are Big, Big B's Beans. Ah, oh, never again will that poor child be lean. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we are a bunch of disturbed fucking individuals, folks. But and, and I think we have the name of the show. We are the world. We are Big B's Beans. I, I, there's still a little bit of time to go, but that is definitely a front runner. I have an announcement, and I also have some pretty good stories that I think will be some fun. Especially you guys, you're on a roll tonight. Um, next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to bring a uh, a very special guest uh, onto the show. A lot of times you guys ask us, you say, uh, more prank calls, more prank calls. And, 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 and you know, Pierre Lacroix, uh, Choo Choo yes. Stu, myself, we, we, we try to bring you the best prank calls that we can bring you. But this guy is from Phone Losers of America. He's from the Snowplow Show. He gets like 7,000 views on his Facebook videos. He makes a living off Patreon. And I'm not talking your $20 a month or whatever the hell everybody else gets out there. Brad Carter, uh, who Stu and I consider to be the king of prank calls, will be live uh, co-hosting the show with us uh, next week. And um, we're pretty pumped up about that. We have to get Big B yeah. some uh, some YouTube videos, some recordings. He's, I think he'll be impressed by this guy. Nice. <laughs> this guy is is the true. He must be the. He's the world domination in prank calling. He's got to be. Yeah, I've never I've never known anyone so prolific and is consistent. Uh, and he does. He just does great calls every week. Yeah, he and I'll tell you, he he's he, he's not a you know a Broadway star, or a Las Vegas. He's not Joe Rogan. He's not Oprah. He's not Chris Jericho. He's Joe Bloggs. He, he's he's, he's Joe a, Bloggs. just a guy that is the best at what he does, and he's funny. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you guys want prank calls? Uh, we listen next week. Brad Carter. Yeah. On yeah. Cave Crew Radio. Very nice. And it would be really cool if all our listeners showed up in T-shirts to welcome him. We're making a, by the way, um, I, I just did some math myself without going to the fact checkers, but we're making less on the T-shirts than we are on the beans. <laughs> No, we've made money on the T-shirts already. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're not making, making a lot of money. What ten pence? We're, we're trying to clove the world. We're trying yes. to clove the world. Clove the world. So we're not trying to make money on the t-shirts. Can we? Can we get the fact checkers out there to do a graph report on the t-shirts versus the beans, nice. as far as production and profit? Nice. Maybe you can reach out to Big B in a private message. He'll do some Linux for you and. Um, <laughs> We'll figure this whole thing out. I mean, we've tried condoms, we've tried Tide Pod mints, we've tried, we've tried everything. We've we've got a beer fund that is more half empty than half full. Uh, so I think the beans. We might... <laughs> Maybe we need a spokesman for the beans. Ah, yeah. There's no shellfish in these things. These beans, I would put with a nice spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> and if you had beans, it adds a little bit of protein. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, by the way, before we move on to stories, I am finished with bottle number two. Bottle oh, number two is gone. Peach brandy. Bottle number two is gone. Do we have another one as backup? We do. Does that not? Does that not touch the sides? Do you not feel any? feeling when you drink that apart from the flavor does it not affect you are you no, talking not really no it's really smooth it's it's really smooth just a nice tasting uh uh brandy very very smooth you don't feel it really internally i'm i'm quite prone to the old cherry brandy i quite like that do you, do you ever try that mm. i've had apple and and peach i've never had cherry the cherry is very good for the old, uh, common cold, you know. Really, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try that. I've never, I've never actually even seen a bottle of cherry, so I gotta, I gotta see yeah. if I can find it. Yeah, we are big beans, my friend. What? We will Anyone's go beans. Got any lyrics? I don't care what you guys do. You can do all the fucking shows you want and get twenty five views. I'm concentrating on the fucking beans. <laughs> Old Jack and that beanstalk, they had something going. Never mind cryptocurrency. We got beans. <laughs> beans will be the currency. You know, nuclear waste. Kim Jong-un can bomb anyone. All these nerve gases and shit that's going across the Middle East. These beans will survive anything. That's right. And obviously, the when the, when the beans have, are dying out and finishing their crop, the last few beans will be harvested for next year's beans. Yeah? Yes. So big beans, big bees beans will continue forever. It's and like we will sell a few of those beans off as well. It's like that, anywhere in the world. It's like so, that shampoo commercial. And they told two friends and they told two friends and so on and so on and so, so on. So let me, let me understand <clears throat> next year. I don't have to send you another 50 cent no. package of beans. Oh no. We're just going to take some beans no. and, and replant them. Listen, Big B, yeah, if we, we can feed the world, we can certainly plant a couple seeds in the allotment next year. I love it. Um, we have a request from uh, the chat room. Um, next, last week, um, Choo Choo Stew 
uh, you weren't here with us, Big B. Uh, well, I'm going to get to the news of Aaron eventually, but uh, last week, uh, Stewart mentioned that he was considered a a cross between Sinead O'Connor and Boy George. So, uh, one of our great listeners uh, out there uh, did send us in this audio. Let's see if I can play it. I don't have it uploaded to the player. Let's see if this works. It's been seven hours and 15 days Since you took your love away I can go out every night and Sleep all day Since you took your love away Since you've been gone I can do whatever I want I can see whoever I choose I can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant But nothing I said nothing can take away these blues Cause nothing compares Nothing compares Just you (laughs) We don't have many fans, but they love us (laughs) There may be a running for the title tonight (laughs) Wow Whoever wrote that song and sang it, can you please record We Are the World, We Are Big B's Beans? <laughs> we will play it with Brad Carter on the show next week, and you're going to get maximum exposure. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. We still have a little bit of time left. Um, <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Let's go to the news. All right, so because we we've been so preoccupied and selfish in what all our events, and if you don't love us, well, you won't come back again. We do have um, a couple of news stories we'd like to bring to your attention, and uh, I was quite smitten uh, by this one. Who is this? Apparently, there was a seventeen-year-old girl struck by lightning while masturbating. Uh, Jennifer Connery of Hogland, Nebraska, was struck by lightning this past Tuesday while masturbating outside behind a tree. Um, We don't let our kids masturbate in the home for this very reason. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess she had to sneak outside. Embarrassed father Winston Connery was quoted as saying when contacted. Hang on, there's more. According to medical experts, the moisture between her genitals and her fingertips served as a conductor. Take that, Benjamin Franklin. And caused a lot of damage to the nerve endings. Doctors do say there is a good chance she will not regain her feeling in either. 
She is lucky to have only been using two fingers at the time. It could have been much worse, Carol Rogers, pediatric nurse, responded. Right now, I think she's just embarrassed that she had to learn the lesson the hard way. Um, I have a question. Uh, Yeah, fire away. You said earlier in the story that, uh, I guess, her father or whatever said they don't allow masturbation in the house for that very reason. (laughs) Have they had issues before where they've been masturbating in the house and lightning has struck? Bobby was this a big issue in that household. Bobby was jacking off and he stuck his finger in a socket. (laughs) Well, it was wet. (laughs) The pre-cum was on his finger. And uh, (laughs) this one is probably not true, but I just love the headline. (laughs) I, I wouldn't think it was true either, but but I like the other the other person. She was lucky she was only using two fingers because it could have been much worse. Yes, if she was fisting her own asshole, it would have been a lot worse. She would have been, she would have had, had to have been, had her fist amputated at the wrist. So she could stump herself later. Stumpy. She would have been stumping herself out by the barn the next time. Oh, shove my wrist stump up my pussy. <laughs> All right, that this one is real though. This, this this next one is real, and I have great interest in this. And, and and what I was really impressed with is Stu has already done research on this. Um, okay. right here, folks. I'm going off. Listen, I'm going off camera, but I am still here with my earphones in. Just one you, second. You got you got your Bluetooth. You're going to you're going to see if you're going to get electrocuted, aren't you? Stu's going to see if he can, if lightning strikes twice. <laughs> he, he likes having sex with amputees, so he's, he wants to see if this is real. <clears throat> well, he did have that aborigines with only one leg. That's right. Anyway, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, in Las Vegas, this, this is, this, the last one was just to get everybody giggling. Uh, the world's biggest orgy is apparently going to be attempted in Las Vegas. Uh, and, and we did some research on this and, and, and Stu behind my back actually called the hotel <laughs> and, uh, apparently they're booked. So you're, you're not going to get in. Um, the only thing more eyebrow raising, uh, than a world record record for the world's biggest orgy is that it didn't happen in Las Vegas. Uh, apparently it happened in Japan. So, uh, Sin City eight is what they're calling this. Uh, it's the event's eighth edition is set to completely take over the embassy suites on Swenson street, May 30th to June 3rd. Uh, the five day festival is devoted to carnal pleasure and topless camaraderie. And will, (laughs) it will include workshops. (laughs) Sorry. I'm reading the story. Examples include sensual bondage basics, laughter belongs in the dungeon, and intro to lifestyle consent 101. There'll be sex toy demos, naughty parties. Uh, The weekend kickoff party is called foreplay, while the bunny style pool party serves as a tribute to Hugh Hefner. 
further. Jeremy Snellhorn is with me. He needs his asshole tickled with a feather. So I go to the website, which is called Menage Life, which is a clickable through the, the story. And the title reads, Come Be a Part of History. Um, on Saturday, June 2nd is when everything will culminate. Uh, Sin City 8 will attempt to have the largest orgy in human history. Uh, the record is 500 people, 250 couples. I'd like to know who made sure there was, you know, one of each. And it was set in Japan in 2007. Uh, they're only giving you between 5 and 7 p.m. <laughs> um, here's some, here's some facts, FAQs. Do I need a partner? Yes. Everyone must have a partner. No exceptions. I brought Jeremy Stellar with me. (laughs) Are groups allowed? Duh. Yes. The more, the merrier. Bring all your favorite play partners and let's boogie. Are single males allowed? This is a big one for for our listeners. No unescorted males are allowed at this event. Uh, They will make a few exceptions for respectful single gentlemen to attend with couples in groups. You need to contact them for approval. Have we got a cave crew radio team? I, I, should we call this place and see if we can broadcast live? I mean, it's short notice, but if we sell enough beans. We need, a, we need to send a representative or two. I'm thinking they need, you know, like you've watched professional wrestling and UFC and stuff like that. They need a broadcast what, team. Teams. <clears throat> You're too worried about fucking participating. I'm thinking we need a broadcast team there. Someone to do the play-by-play. Oh, he missed. That's got to be broken. Thank God we're not in London, and it would take an hour for him to get here. Oh, my God, she got it in the eye. She'll she'll lose sight out of her left eye for the next week. (laughs) Here's a very important question. Um, what about STDs? Uh, apparently this grandmaster orgy holds themselves to the highest standard in creating a welcoming and intimate environment for everyone. Um, all of the world record participants will receive complimentary condoms, lube, hand towels, and hand sanitizer. Yes, because uh, when you go into an orgy, the first thing you worry about is fucking germs. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to an orgy where there's 623 people. Let me put on my fucking hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
here's here's another good I'm one. I'm sure they all have a shower before, but anyway. <laughs> but these questions are the best. Here's the other one. How do we know it's a safe space? <laughs> oh, my God. You're going oh where 500 s and fucking bondage people are fucking. <laughs> How do we know it's a safe space? Snowflakes have, have infiltrated orgies now. Uh, we can have sex, but I need a safe space. I got to make sure nobody offends me or touches me in a weird way when I want to come all over some whore's eye. <laughs> Here's their answer. Here's their answer. Great question. Everyone must have a partner and everyone is responsible for your partner. Oh, yes. I'm going there with my wife and we're not going to switch. Right. (laughs) We're just going to watch. We're bird watchers. You must also you must also sign and read and follow the established consent policy. <laughs> Hello, are you here to fuck? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <sighs> that How do I set up like a safe word or yeah, something well, like that? Can you imagine if you if you're being bound and gagged and you're trying to say you safe word it's making me think of that one <laughs> show cookies cookies is my safe word I'm allergic to lube shellfish don't touch me I said shellfish I don't like being gagged up <laughs> You lied about your size. <laughs> you said it was it was average. It's huge and my asshole hurts. I'm, I'm cramping right now. <laughs> Someone help me. I signed the policy and followed the guidelines. I'm cramping right now. <laughs> your semen tastes too salty. <laughs> You just ate shellfish like, and imagine, you came right? in my mouth. <laughs> like, look, we're, we're all in our 40s, 50s or whatever. And if we did secure tickets and, and rooms in this place, what is the likeness of we're going to get like a 25-year-old girl? I really think I they it's not very likely. I, I, I think the girls that go to this thing really don't care. We'll put on a little you know, we'll put on a clown's mask. They're gonna be all old people. You no, might as no. well have stayed at home. I'll Apart put on my Ronald Reagan mask and, and, and walk around with my ding ding hanging out. I'll pop a couple of those blue things and I'll bang the shit out of that bitch. <laughs> and ask her if she's allergic to shellfish. Here's my squid. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be all elderly people there. It's not gonna be youngsters. Unless you you have to the, spoil uh, everyone's fantasy every single I'm, time you do it. I've got this grand fucking thing of all these fucking babes running around naked around the pool, and you gotta make me think it's a fucking cocoon remake. <laughs> you've already got a, you've already got a wife who's barely out of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just turned 40 for fuck's sakes. <laughs> I, 
I'm a toy boy. My wife's in her fifties, you know, and uh, well, a big B's batting above his average with with his misses. So I don't, I can't see it. I think the only winner that's going to be there is me, really. To be <laughs> and I've got my ticket. <laughs> Look, I think that we should rent a this convention center in 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 las vegas the rooms aren't that expensive i i looked it up online as well Stu. you weren't the only curious one and um you can get some red eye flights pretty cheap too folks um but i think we should try and set the guinness world record for the largest amount of beans (laughs) in a convention center (laughs) <laughs> and we can still all go have an orgy. I mean, just a fucking. I mean, fucking what's his name? Uh, Dennis Hoff is right down the highway. He's got all those bunny ranches, and he's been on the show before. We could always have him host us. Oh my goodness! And beans can be quite sexually arousing if used in the appropriate manner. So I mean, now, like a good bean to get my dick hard. Now, we have not only solved two problems, one of which beans can feed the entire planet. We're proving that as a scientific fact. Not only beans will help you not cramp up because you'll be able to pass a lot of gas, but now beans can encourage erections. Guys. Yeah. Why are we still on the radio? We should be doing a Skype and planning our future. Uh, we'll be rich. Big B's beans. What? Remember Big that. Big B's beans take off as part of the, the Cave Crew uh, Enterprise Network. Uh, we will. We will be rich. We not only will we be rich. We will have fed the world. Ended worldwide starvation. We will be, uh, we will have Nobel prizes coming out of our ass. So basically, if if you go to this link here, folks, the beer fund at cavecareradio.com, we are going to give you a ground floor opportunity before we go public with this fucker. And you can, uh, for whatever you can donate. Because, again, we're a charitable organization. We want to save the world and and line our pockets a little bit, too. But uh, mainly we want to feed the world. Big B's beans. Whatever you can give, do it now. Because when we go public, 09-01-2018, these things are going to cost you a pretty penny. That's right. I would just like to say, at the moment, I've got 10 plants planted in in the ground and you can get in on literally on the ground floor by having a bean named after you you will have your own plaque uh beside your bean and you know we can uh maybe have a a book going on how many pounds of beans each 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 plant produce yeah and you could you could be either the bronze level bean sponsor the 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 silver or the gold and you know i'm 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 thinking to myself because the other day i was walking through the park with 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 the dogs and 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 there was a bench that was in the park it it was immortalized someone donated uh that bench on 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 behalf of a loved one and, and a very noble thing it was and that bench will be yeah, there yeah. for 
you know, a year, five years, who knows, until the wood rots, right? Here is an opportunity yeah. uh, uh, to, to, to donate in a loved one's name or a, to make, you know, never mind these stupid little gimmicks they have. Or, or buy a star. We're, we're, you can buy your own yeah. star out there. No, you can have your own Big B plant on a ground floor opportunity yield up to 750 pounds of beans that'll feed a village in lord knows where and how can you say no to this don't get us wrong you can buy a star with cave crew as well yes we, do, we, the, yeah, we, we do uh, have a next we, to your donation well, we, star and we name a star in your name as well well so, we we have claimed the rights to the seven moons of of, of jupiter and um those are for sale very soon and and yeah. and you can you can have a moon on Jupiter uh, named after you know with of course a a few dollars or you know a few bean plants and then imagine if you were one of the first what did you say you had planted ten bean plants if you were one ten of the first months. ten and then all of a sudden these bean these big bee beans became so popular and you said you know what I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to take this this ten, twenty, thirty dollar donation I made and bought a plant at a small allotment in London, England, and it yielded beans. And and you're turning a thousand percent profit on this little plant, and you're laughing at us now out there in in, in podcast land. Think about the future. Your little big bee bean plant could be bigger than the Sahara Desert someday. I'm telling you. And I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to, at least these beans will be reproduced because I will be posting them to New York and to Canada that they will blossom in, in different continents. Yes. Different countries. Yes. Well, so wherever you are, we're we're already promoting uh, cross-country agricultural friendliness, right? Because these these beans are from America. They have been sent to the UK. They are now growing in the UK. So you have American beans growing in the UK, and if they are sent to Canada to regrow there as well, that we have, we are we are multicultural. Multi, uh, multinational, we are looking to end world hunger all with big bees. Yes, and, and you have a Canadian who is like, what's his name from Jamestown, feeding you the fucking Kool-Aid. This is truly an international, we don't need nuclear arms. You don't need the right to bear guns. We need big bees beans. Ladies and gentlemen of the of the internet, there is no nobler cause than Big B's Beans. Go and donate to the beer fund. Claim your stake in Big B's Beans. Be a part of history. Be a part of the solution. Donate Big B's Beans. We will feed the world. And we'll all get rich together. You don't think those pastors live in fucking tents, do you? 
Oh, fucking Joel Osteen has a fucking mansion. Yeah. Well, take this, Joel Osteen. Big B's beans are coming. That's right. And did we name that little sprout there on the on the side yet? Are we naming every little sprout? Oh. No, there's a oh, the little the mascot there on the on the bean package. And, and while we were talking, apparently, uh, producer Al has no power. And folks, as you know, last week uh, we all lit a candle. I don't think I have. Let's let's see if I can find one of the names that you wonderful people sent us last week. I don't know if we have any available here. I will check very quickly before we close this, the uh, show. No, sorry, Al. We don't have one of your names, but uh, uh, be swell. Why is it with downtown downtown New York? With downtown Yonkers. Yeah, that's not downtown New York. That's Yonkers. Downtown Yonkers. Oh, here's one. Here's one. Hang on. Let me get rid of Big B's beans. Uh, we want y'all, again, you can go to Cave Crew Radio, another noble cause we do. Uh, be a real pal. Light up for L. There you go. Turn the power back on for good old L. All right. Really quickly, we'll go around tell you what we got coming up but we want to remind you next week on the show brad carter uh phone losers of america the snowplow show if you have any questions uh you know listen to his shows he does great pranks etc 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 let's go around the round table Stu. i know you've been off but you haven't been recording do we have a after you you actually had metal thunder radio i don't know if big b's even heard it I have not. I didn't know it aired. Well, it's because you don't pay attention to any of this stuff. You show up on air and you're too busy getting A's. Metal Thunder Radio was on, I believe, episode 12. Was it, Stu? I think it was 11. Episode 11. I don't think I've done 12 yet. Yeah. So Metal Thunder Radio on the latest edition of the Podcast Factor. Which we have a link, yeah. of course, on cavecareradio.com. Click on the little podcast factor, and it will bring you directly to Stu's uh, Podbean link. It broke, do we have a, it, do we have a new show? Every rule about pod. Sorry, go on. No, no, I, go ahead. I was just going to ask you if you have a new show coming. No, I was going to say it did break every rule about podcasts, about podcasts to have a show on there that wasn't a podcast strictly speaking but uh to answer your question there's no new episode this week or next week i've taken like a week off i was i've been off for uh, the last week and i haven't really listened to any podcasts bar bar one or two so i only play stuff that i listen to so uh he needs no, some fresh no meat show this week he needs some fresh meat everybody I need some fresh meat, but I just I need time as well. I can't listen to stuff when I'm at home with the wife here no, and they stuff like nick, that. Nick, so. nick, nick at you all the time. What's going on at, at another one of our uh, our, our favorite shows, uh, Metal Thunder Radio? Uh, <clears throat> we are live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on Cave Crew Radio. Uh, we are also replayed every Wednesday night on Mile High Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern time and every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Eastern time 
at uh, 1027WSNR. And I do have to ask you a question. Um, now that you have been featured on, on uh, Podcast Factor, will you mention uh, that on the show? Well, I... Oh, he has already. I, I, I will. Uh, I haven't heard. I got to hear the show. I didn't know we were on. So I, will, uh, I will listen and then I will say, hey, we were on this cool show. If you spend that well, much attention on Big B's beans, they'll all die. <laughs> and then, folks, uh, we also have another little show we do called Distraction Point. Uh, we've had a hard time getting to Chapter 10. It is coming this weekend. But the really, really big news I'm really excited about is that I now have all the lines in for episodes six and seven of Bowling LA Karaoke. And it's going to take some time to edit, produce, et cetera, et cetera. But we will have brand new episodes of Bowling LA Karaoke coming. But in the meantime, episode 10 uh, will be uh, live this weekend, predominantly Saturday, with our fingers crossed. All right, chat room hosts, anyone listening? I should. I never check the radio chat room anymore to see if anyone's out there. I apologize. <laughs> um, I would like to know. You know, I we had an early running favorite, obviously, but we've we've mentioned a lot of other things. What would we like uh, to name the show? Um. I'm going to go off the grid. It's not going to get any votes, but it should be an honorable mention. Is a day with Sir Topham Hat. <laughs> I know it won't win in the end, but that was one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, the power is back on, ladies and gentlemen. I think Kelly is using that thing you talked about, Stu, where you go in and you put 10 cents in and the power yeah. runs for an hour. It's like pay as you go. Uh, Stu, what do you want to name this show? I haven't really got a lot, really, to be honest. There was one earlier that uh, Big B mentioned, but uh, I can't remember what it was. But uh, I've got just Big B's beans. I'll tell you what was mentioned. It was, we are the world. We are Big B's beans. That's a long title. It is a long title. That's a very long title. I'll I'll stick to my my big bees beans. We are we are big bees beans. Hmm. I don't know. Thank you, Big B. What do you got? Uh, well, I had uh, I had we are the world. We are big bees beans. But since that's already in there, uh, I will go to my backup, which was previous to that, which was tracheotomy shellfish. <laughs> I like that. You know what? The beans are going to live forever. <laughs> I am going to have to get a dictionary to spell that word. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it either. But I do like tracheotomy shellfish. <laughs> it is catchy. Stu, do you want to do you want to vote that down or? No, I'll go with that. I'll go with the the uh, tracheotomy. How did you say it again? Tracheotomy. Tracheometry. Tracheotomy yeah. shellfish. Tracheometry. 
yeah. I'll need I'm some help with that, trying, too. So. I'll definitely need spell check uh, while typing that into the show notes. It. I'll spell it. Okay, I've got to go eat. Big B's got to go finish his macaroni buffalo chicken. It's probably getting quite late, and I'm sure Stu's wife wants him to go to the shops again. And I'm sure the action is just starting to happen in front of your house right now, Stu. <laughs> we should no, add, I don't look. I don't look out, honestly. We should have had Stu out. run out during the show and uh, gone live on his phone. Anyway. So very quickly before we turn, before we sign off, uh, DK, you wanted me to keep track. Uh, Winnipeg is up four to one with three fifty nine left in the third period. Now I I do want to add one small thing about that before we leave. Here is a very small town in Canada lost their franchise, got it back, not in the sense of draft that Vegas had. And built this team from scratch. They are um they're not a they're they're not a team that pays to the cap like the Rangers or the Maple Leafs or the Blackhawks. Right. They 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 run a very tight ship. And uh yeah, good for them. Winnipeg about to go to play Vegas. <laughs> and let me make let me make one correction. There is no S in tracheotomy. Okay. There is no S, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, because they're trying to spell it for us in the chat room. So our, our, our fact checkers have failed us. Um, anyway, folks, that's it for this week. Cave Crew Radio next week. We got Brad Carter. Uh, we'll all be hanging out with you again. Please go and buy a T-shirt at CaveCrewRadio.com. This is uh, Stu's first venture. Let's make it successful. And we're not kidding you, folks. We laugh a lot about it, but these beans, these beans could put some beans in your pocket. CaveCrewRadio.com. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a picture up there of the packages so we can start pre-ordering <coughs> on these beans. Maybe I'll start. You know what? We gotta leave, but next week we need to discuss that we should start a GoFundMe uh, like for that. Big B's beans. Stu has dropped out on us. That's like four o'clock in the morning over there. Yeah. Okay. He cut. Yeah. It's it. The power's gone off. He's on the same power plan as L. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, kids. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! <laughs>